What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hey, uh, hello. Live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive in lovely Kenston, North Carolina. It's an exhausted Brian Hanks. No, it is. But it's Tuesday, September the 26th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 937 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, why... Those sons of guns will be joining me uh, at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game because we've got a great show for you here today. We've, uh, joining me in less than 20 minutes, he's the news editor of the Carteret County News Times, and he's also our resident NBA and hoops expert. And the dark times are almost over for him because uh, NBA training camps are just right around the corner. It's our good friend Richard Clark. Uh, we're only uh, a few days away from the start of training camp for uh, NBA teams. For the second year, we're going to play ceiling floor with Rich. For the 30 teams that are in the league, we might even get a little ECU football talk. And unfortunately for him, at least, uh, we'll talk a little uh, NFL too and how I just probably 100% totally jinked, jinxed his, uh, his Dallas Cowboys uh, who just came up with one of the most improbable losses uh in the nfl uh, this past weekend as they lose at arizona so uh we'll talk to him that's our first hour guest i gotta tell you in the second hour it's going to be a uh a parrot a parrot academy kind of hour here on the show joining us right here live in our plush well-lit well-protected studio office to begin the second hour and uh, throughout the second hour is going to be the head coach of the Parrot Academy volleyball team. Uh, good dude, man. Lee Avery. He's going to tell us about the fast start for his Patriots this season. I, I don't know what they did last night because they were at Wilmington Coastal Christian last night. But 10-1 uh, and one going into uh, that match last night in Wilmington. But uh, I was talking about being tired. I can imagine uh, my, my friend Lee Avery is also going to be tired, too as uh, they did the round trip to Wilmington last night. Parrot Academy did. But uh, hopefully it came away with a loss. But you know what? We'll find out from him when he joins us, uh, like I said, to start our second hour. And he'll be with us for, I don't know, 40 minutes of the second hour, too. So excited about that. But it's Tuesday morning quarterback. That's right. Not Monday morning quarterback. Tuesday morning quarterback is uh, we did a game last night. The Davis Wholesale Tire game of the week last night uh, was the Arundel Parrot Academy Patriots. Defeating a very good Cary Christian team last night, 46-24. to 24. And uh, we will be joined on our Spence Automotive guest line by the victorious coach from last night's game, Matt Beeman. Uh, he's going to tell us what the secrets to the victory were last night. He's going to help us get ready for this coming Friday night game. Uh, as, yes, we hadn't seen Parrot all season long. Now we're going to see him twice in five days. We had a good time last night, i got to tell you, man. 
they just take such good care of us over at Rendell Parrot Academy and uh, want to uh, want to thank them. I mean, it was cool hanging out. I hadn't uh, seen uh, Shane Albee since the end of the Down East Wood Duck season. As you know, he's also now the voice of the uh, Parrot Academy football team. And it just was cool. I mean, I got to see uh, a lot of good friends over there that you don't always get to see. How about this? Coach Jay Wilson was in the house. Uh, he came to the game last night uh, from Green Central. He had never seen eight-man football before. And I'm going to post that, uh, the gamer, from last night, too. So uh, we'll, we'll get that up for you. Uh, some, uh, hopefully today. I mean, if not today, I'll definitely get it up by tomorrow. I uh, would love for you to hear myself, Hall of Fame coach uh, Jimmy Smith, Jason Bryant, Keith Spence, uh, we, as we brought you the game last night and just had a blast. I mean, that was a fun game last night. 16 to 16 at the end of the first quarter. I'm thinking we're going to have, uh, you know, a, a 60 to 55 kind of game, something like that. It does settle down a little bit. But to me, as impressive as anything, and we'll talk to uh, Coach Beeman about this when he joins us, like I said, in the second hour. But uh, after giving up 16 points in the first quarter, and honestly, in about a, Keith could tell you exactly, but probably about a two-minute, two-and-a-half-minute span, uh, the uh, Patriots gave up 16 points to the Knights. They don't give up but another touchdown the rest of the game. So uh, good defense last night. Uh, the, the offense came through, and I got to tell you, Jalen Solomon, who uh, Coach uh, Coach Beeman had told us about and had told us on the pregame show, had told me in his visits here on the show, hey, look out for this kid, Jalen Solomon. He is following in the tradition of Ashton Brinson and Morgan McFall and all those other great running backs over at uh, Arundel Parrot Academy and doggone. Coach Beeman does not, uh, does not lead me astray, that's for sure, and it was a good game. He had a great game. Uh, uh, Spence, what was it? Uh, if you listen, man, hit me well for those numbers, but it was something insane. I know it was 250 yards, but like 34, 38, something like that. I know it was more than 30 carries for 250-some uh, yards, and just uh, he was strong. Had one negative, if I'm correct, Spence, and correct me if I'm wrong, had one net run for a negative carry all night long. Think about that. I mean, you rush – Let's even say 35 times. I think it was 34 or 38. I don't know why those two numbers stick out to me. But uh, you rush 35 times and only one rush goes for negative yards. That's pretty doggone solid. So uh, congratulations to uh, Matt Beeman. Congratulations to uh, Jalen Solomon and just the whole Parrot Academy team. Uh, very, very good game last night. So, again, those are our guests for today. We've got Richard Clark coming up here in our first hour. And we've got uh, Lee Avery live here in, uh, in our studio and Matt Beeman in our second hour, both from Parrot Academy. That is going to be a lot of fun. Listen, before we jump much further into, uh, into uh, today's show, man, a big-time apology needs to be sent out there. Not to you guys who listen to us live. If you listen to us live here on 960 Bet on the Bull or on our uh, internet feed on either show or on either the, the live broadcast from seven to nine yesterday or the three to five broadcast, uh, everything sounded fine to you, man. Uh, I get a call from, we had, uh, uh, and we'll talk about this game here in a little bit, but we had, uh, Walt Eubanks on was one of our guests in the second hour yesterday from Bethel Christian Academy. And, uh, I posted, you know, I always, as, as I do, I always, uh, post the show, up on SoundCloud, you can always access it at brianhanks.com. 
or go to SoundCloud and search Brian Hanks show and uh, you can listen to it that way. And uh, long story short, I don't know. Uh, there was a ghost in the machine in my Roadcaster Pro over here. And uh, I think it's only the second time it's happened in the, uh, what, 937 shows we've done. But uh, just this really metallic sound uh, coming emanating from the Roadcaster. I don't know what the deal was, but it didn't sound right. Uh, it sounded terrible. But uh, I want to thank Coach Eubanks for uh, giving me the heads up on that because uh, I had already – uh, done uh, five of our interviews for the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show with uh, Diesel from Kinston, from with Larry Dale from North Lenore, with Will Harrell from South Lenore, with uh, uh, Coach Eubanks again from Bethel, and I don't even remember who who was my other. Oh, uh, our friend uh, Jay Wilson from Green Central hadn't done my uh, Paul Cornwell interview yet or my uh, interviews from Parrot Academy. Long story short. Uh, those were all messed up too, because I hadn't reset the roadcaster. So long story short, uh, both shows, if you go to, uh, if you, if you want to see how bad it sounds or hear how bad it sounds, you have an opportunity to do that. You can go to, <coughs> to brianhanks.com. You can uh, click on yesterday's shows and you can see, I'm just keeping them there for posterity as I don't want to mess it up. We've got all 937 shows, uh, on our, uh, uh, on our SoundCloud feed, and I don't want to break that up, but it sounds terrible. And uh, like I said, the pregame show interviews, they were bad too. And, man, I really want to thank uh, big time, big time, really do appreciate uh, North North coach Larry Dale, South North coach Will Harrell, uh, Jay Wilson from Green Central. Now he let us – we did something on the pregame show we've never done before. Usually it's all pre-recorded interviews. Jason Bryant had the great idea – He's like, uh, well, first off, he's like, man, you can't play these interviews. They, you know how bad they sound. And he was right. He was absolutely 100% right. So, uh, we did live interviews. We, we also talked to Paul Whittington too, uh, from Garner, but we talked to coach Dale and coach Harrell and coach Wilson live on the pregame show. And got to tell you, I'd never done that before. It was, uh, it was neat. Uh, different perspective. They'd all had their Monday practices yesterday. So we were able to talk about that a little bit. I hated, you know, all the work because man, I started those interviews, you know, after I finished the show yesterday, finished all those in or did all those interviews from nine 30 to about noon yesterday. So, uh, more than anything, I want to throw, uh, just, uh, love and hugs and candy. Okay. Maybe that's a little weird, but, uh, in all sincerity, thank you to Jason Bryant, who, uh, Kept me sane yesterday, and uh, <laughs> I wanted to throw my roadcaster through the window. He kept me from doing that, and uh, probably had, no joke, our best pregame show ever, our pre best uh, real discount drugs pregame show ever. He and I were live for a while. Like I said, we talked to Paul. We talked to those three coaches live. Uh, even we, we've come up with a good idea, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. We're trying to talk Jason into it. He made the mistake of uh, we were in the middle of something, and uh, I don't know, uh, his, his golf cockiness came up, Jason's did, and he's like, you know what, I could stand under that goal post. If you're sitting at Arundel Parrot Academy on the home side and you look at the left goal post, he's like, you know what, I could uh, take my uh, my pitching wedge or my, my sand wedge and put it through the goal post on the other side. So that would be 120 yards uh, and he said he could put it through the goalpost. And I was like, no, 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 there's no way. 
And I told him, uh, long story short, I think we've almost got a fundraiser idea out of this that uh, uh, Jason is going to take his uh, sand wedge or his pitching wedge and have three attempts to put it through the goalpost 120 yards away. And if he does, he's going to win some jelly beans from me. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, everybody at Parrot Academy, they seem to be pretty excited about the idea too. And I, I got to tell you, I think this is going to be a good idea. I think this is something that we could do uh, to raise some money and uh, actually make some money for him. But I want to thank uh, Robert Kravitz, the uh, AD over at Rendell Parrot Academy. He thought it was a great idea. Matt Beeman thought it was. I think even Coach Kravitz, uh, well, originally Jason said, hey, I'll do it off of Matt. I don't want to mess with your uh, your grass down there. I think Coach Kravitz even told him he could do it off the grass. So uh, I'm trying to get Jason to do this. Jason will be in here on Thursday. He's our regular Thursday uh, first-hour guest. Or I don't know if he's going to be in here, but we're going to talk to him about it. And uh, uh, he's a little nervous because it is, it is Parrot Academy's homecoming on uh, this coming Friday. And that's when we're trying to do it. That's going to be our game of the week again is we're going to be back at Parrot for the second week in a row, or not really second week in a row. Hell, five days away from each other. And uh, I think we're going to – listen, Coach Kravitz is in. Coach Beeman is in. I think you, we let them do their halftime, uh, <laughs> their halftime festivities, and then uh, Shane Albee will get it all fired up, and uh, Jason Bryant will attempt – to uh I, I i'm not a golfer wedge it is that what it's called or pitch it i, I don't know what it's called but uh 120 yard shot from goalpost to goalpost and put it through the goalpost uh brian north if you're listening i know you listen to us on the replay on 252 espn i think you're gonna have to be out there for that or uh, get your new sports dude out there luke schwartz i think this is a i think this is a great idea i know uh coach kravitz was saying something about selling 50 50 tickets uh, I don't know. I you know, I guess someone would win the 50, 50, but the money would go to Junius and his family. I love it. And how about Jason Bryant, uh, volunteering to do this? I think it's going to be awesome. He was trying to, I wouldn't say weasel because he, he's, he's a man, but, uh, he was trying to get out of it. He's like, man, a thousand people watching me take a shot. I think the most he'd ever had watching before is 20. And I can understand that would be stressful, but come on, Jason, you can do it. We'll talk to him about it again. Like I said, on Thursday. And if you see Jason out and about today, uh, encourage him, tell him that, uh, he needs to do this. And, uh, again, uh, I'll shoot video of it. We, uh, we'll try to get Brian North out there and his folks over WCTI. I think it will be, it'll be a lot of fun and heck we could even do it for a good call. So thank you. But more than anything, I bring all that up to say thank you to, uh, Jason for just keeping me sane yesterday and could not have done the, uh, real discount drugs pregame show. And I, I promise you, I couldn't have, couldn't have done the show without him. Uh, last night because he was, uh, like I said, just a, a calming person. He, he just, he's sort of just a jack of all trades. He knows a lot of stuff about radio. He knows how to sell ads. And uh, Danny Rice, if you are listening right now, I would like to thank you. I would like to thank Woman Life. In fact, let's do a Woman Life ad here real quick. Usually we, we start out by doing our LCC, and we love LCC. They are the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. But Woodman Life, who has been with us since day one, of this show beginning on December the 2nd in the year of our Lord 2019. They have renewed their sponsorship with uh, with the Brian Hanks show and with, uh, with betonthebull.com through June. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Danny Rice, uh, all the folks over at Woodman Life. 
And uh, listen, as I tell you, all our ads, you hear me do these ads every day, either here on the show on Friday night when you hear uh, Barry Stallings and uh, Harlan Neal do the games during basketball season. We use these people. I, we use them. That sounds bad. The, I, these are businesses I use myself. For instance, Woodman Life. I have been a member of Woodman Life. I've had my life insurance with Woodman Life for about 15 years now, and they have been nothing but great. I'm telling you. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for. That's right, Linda Lou. Uh, they're going to be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woodman Life, though, isn't just the peace of mind that I have with it but that it is an organization that truly cares for our community is evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group, organization, church, or government agency that needs one here in eastern North Carolina. Thank you again to Danny Rice, to uh, Jared Edwards, Woman Life Altogether for sponsoring the Brian Hank Show, which they have done every single minute we have been on the air since December of 2019. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, do yourself a favor. And call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kenston. Now, that's beside Highland Furniture and across from Cell Auto Mall. And, again, uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Danny Rice, thank you to uh, Jared Edwards. Thank you to, all the, to the whole group that is uh, uh, Woodman Life. We really, truly do appreciate them. And thank you so much for your sponsorship. And your belief in the Brian Hanks show. Uh, I just, I've been to, I've been to one of their meetings. I spoke at one of their meetings a few months ago and just the love in that group and just how much they appreciate what we do with community stuff. It just, uh, it, it warms uh, and I have some deep, dark cockles in my heart and it warms all the deep, dark cockles in my heart. Thank you, Danny and Woodman life. Also, uh, thank you to Lenore community college for more than 65 years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit the website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton, to find out how you can change your life today. And thank you uh, to them for also being day one sponsors of the Brian Hanks Show and truly do appreciate Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over there. Hope to see all of them this Saturday as Linda and I are going to be going to see uh, The Little Mermaid, which uh, (laughs) just, man, uh, they've had some great, great plays out at LCC through the years, and they have. I don't know if I've ever seen one that's had all the acclaim on social media and just talking to folks that the Little Mermaid has. Uh, Holly Holder, who is Ariel, the rest of the folks over there, Jessica Cruz, all of them over at Lenore Community College. They've done just such a great job with the Little Mermaid. And, uh, man, I can't wait to see it. I know Linda can't wait to see it. She's going to wear her mermaid fence to uh, the show on Saturday night. That's going to be a sight to behold. I cannot wait to see Linda and hers. Uh, and just to see the play, like I said, I've heard so many great things about it. One of my favorite, listen, Ariel was always my favorite when I was growing up. Uh, and now that my next door neighbor is Ariel, it's just so cool. Uh, I got to talk to, uh, I was about to say Ariel's mom. I got to talk to Holly's mom, uh, who was my next door neighbor, Kathy Holder yesterday. And it was it yesterday or Sunday, either way, uh, just really, had, it was Sunday, it was Sunday and, uh, man, just had a great time talking to her. She's so proud of her little girl and, 
Uh, we are too, man. A product of North Lenora High School of Duke University. She's only uh, at uh, uh, Harvard getting her, or not at Harvard, but she's uh, getting her master's through Harvard. I mean, you know, just a everyday thing for her. But, uh, man, go see Holly Holder and uh, The Little Mermaid this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 7 o'clock on Friday, 7 o'clock on Saturday, 3 o'clock on Sunday. Okay, uh, last night, uh, high school football. I, as I told you, the Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. Parrot Academy <laughs> defeated Cary Christian 46-24. to Parrot Academy is now 3-2. and Cary Christian fell to 2-4. and And again, we will have Parrot Academy this Friday night. Uh, the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show begins at 5. The Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week. Uh, Father Capadano out of Vass uh, taking on our Patriots. That game will begin at 7. Pregame show at 5. The game itself at 7 o'clock. It's going to be a lot of fun over there. It's homecoming for Parrot Academy. Uh, Bethel Christian Academy, uh, they played their first game of the season last night. Unfortunately, came up with a 44-8 to loss against Wilson Community Christian. Uh, that is the first game of the season, like I said, for Bethel. Uh, Community Christian improves to 3-3. Three and three. Good news out of Trenton. Uh, good news and bad news. The good news, Jones Sr. scored their first points of the season. The bad news, they fell to 0-5 as uh, they lost 36-8 to to Union. Uh, but, hey, the good news is hey, that's that's a positive uh, move. Uh, they scored their first points of the season, so congratulations to them for that. This Friday's games, uh, we've got Kenston, who is 3-3 three three overall. They're 1-1 in the conference. They travel to Jacksonville to take on Southwest Onslow. North Lenore is on the road. They are 1-4 overall. They're 0-1 in the conference. They travel to Teachy to take on Wallace Rose Hill who is 3-3 three three overall. They've won their last three games in a row. They're 2-0 and oh in the East Central 2A. South Lenore is at home Friday night. They take on uh, James Keenan. James Keenan is 3-2 and two overall. They're 0-1 oh in the conference. South Lenore is 0-2 oh in the conference and 1-5 and overall. We told you about uh, Parrot Academy being at home, and it's our uh, Davis Wholesale Tire game of the week. Bethel Christian Academy. Whew. It's going to be a tough game for them as they uh, travel up to Halifax Academy. Uh, Bethel is 0-1 after last night's loss. The Vikings of Halifax Academy are 4-0, so that's going to be a tall order for our Trojans from Bethel Christian. How about uh, probably uh, the game of the night in our neck of the woods? Green Central is 2-4 overall. They're 1-1. It's going to be their homecoming as they take on Aiden Grifton, who is 3-3 overall. They're 0-2 in the conference. And then, as we told you, Jones Sr., uh, failed to 0-5 last night. They traveled to Lejeune, who is 1-3. Uh, LCC Volleyball lost again. They lost their third match in a row last night, or maybe it's their fourth match in a row. Uh, they took on Wake Tech over at Pitt, uh, lost in straight sets, uh, and they are now 6-6 six and six overall. Uh, again, uh, don't forget about Bradfest, uh, as we are trying to just absolutely remind you about that every time we get a chance to talk to you. That is October 21st. So uh, be sure to uh, be sure to uh, go ahead and make your plans for that. Just be there all day. That, that's the it starts. Actually, they've been saying it's going to be from three to six uh, on that October twenty first Saturday, October twenty first. It's actually going to be from two to six. Now there's not going to be any performances beginning until three. However, uh, there are going to be food trucks out there. There are going to be vendors out there. And you definitely want to be a part of it. But it begins at Pearson Park at 2 o'clock on Saturday, October the 21st. So get out there and support uh, Brad Fest. I promise you, you will have fun with that. And uh, I cannot find my notes here. You should see my desk right now. I, for someone who worked with me for so long, you can imagine 
what my desk in here in my office looks like, uh, Richard Clark. And it, oh, I know exactly what that looks like. <laughs> yes, you do. Here, I found it. How about that? I found it. The festival. Oh, good of, Lord. Yeah, I know, dude. Uh, I, it looks like one of those cartoons where the guy's like, you know, throwing papers over his shoulder, and uh, there's like a little uh, mini cyclone of papers in here right now. But hey. Well, yeah, there's a commercial like that where the little kid is under a pile of envelopes on a desk or something. Dude, there might, be a little, there might be a little kid on this desk, okay? I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. I hope <laughs> there's not, but uh, anyway, hey, I found it. The Festival of Hope is going to be at Wildwood Park this Saturday from uh, 9 to 4 p.m. Uh, Saturday, September 30th. Or you can hear from Parker Bird uh, for uh, – it's just going to be a great time. Uh, Christy Overton-Johnson came on the show last week, told us about it. So if you can get out there, and I, I, uh, I believe uh, I'm emceeing a couple of portions of that. And you know, you know, Rich, uh, people love to see me. So uh, you know, this is our opportunity. Is that what it is, <laughs> dude? It's anything. I knew that. I didn't understand people at all. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> go, dude. Man, uh, Richard Clark, uh, news editor of the, <laughs> excuse me, the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Let's go ahead and get the bad stuff out of the way here, dude. Oh, wow, we're really yeah, going here right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, right wow. off the bat. Dude, why not? It's like, get ready, Rich. We're going to rip the Band-Aid off, okay? You ready? Here, I here. told you, though. You did. I told you before. Well, all I got to say is 15 and 2, okay? Nah, this team, this is what they do. This is They've been like this since Jerry took the organization. Well, well tell everybody what they we're talking do. about. We're talking about the Cowboys going out there and laying a big, let's call it egg, uh, in Arizona. Uh this team hasn't handled success. Well, it's funny to me because it mirrors Texas University football. You have all this talent. You have all these facilities. But I think life is too good, and so you can't summon that that will to win when you need to win. And you, you typically get lay an egg because you go out there thinking you're great. This has been happening for 30 years with my boys. And look at the University of Texas. They had that slight run in Ma- at Mac Brown era, but that's it. Yeah. I mean, they've been kind of trash since. And they have so the most I, I just talent. Think it mirrors them. They have the most raw talent from the prep right. level uh, in the in the country. I'd say Texas. Right. Like every year the they're in the top. Florida. Yeah. That's right. Every year they're in the top, you know, five or ten recruiting, and then every year they're seven and five. You know, and and it's because you blow games that you should go out there and win, but you try to go out there on talent alone and you're not focused because you've been uh, reaping the spoils of being a football player in Texas. Well, they did beat, you know uh, they I mean? did beat Alabama this year, though. Well, we'll see. I, I don't <laughs> trust that. Do you? No. no. I mean, Alabama's well, I think, not I very good. Alabama, I was about to say, I think Alabama's on the downward slide. I really do. Uh, I think they're, they're a quarterback away from being good again. I think the era's changed. I think, uh, you know, the, the day that Saban could win with defense and running and stuff, I think you're probably a little – we're probably a little bit past that. Um, to, to draw an analogy to where we're going, I watched last night because I did not want to watch Philly. I was already disgusted. So the Eagles, by the way. Yeah. So I watched the in 2009 Chicago Bulls against the Boston Celtics. 2009, okay. So this is Derrick Rose's rookie year, and uh, you got the Celtics are at the height, although Garnett's hurt, yeah. trying to make another run. Had just won well, the championship in 08, yeah. right? Yep. Right. It's interesting to see how the eras overlap 
and that's that's the times you know if you take the snapshot in time, it's the era prior to where they were still physical to a fair degree in basketball, but and they didn't shoot a ton of threes, but they were just starting to shoot them. Um, and the same with football right now. I think you're seeing in college football where it's all about the quarterback. If you've got that, you are ready to rock and roll. If you do not have that, you are in trouble. Um, it's just what it is now, I think. So I'm telling that, you, that dude, moving I, for Texas, Texas has got a quarterback. That's the point of all that. Well, well, you've done a good job of deflecting from the Cowboys as you moved it over to <laughs> college football. But I got to tell you, it was one of those cases, Rich, and I, I've made this very open. People know I can't stand the Cowboys. I, I mean, dude, that seriously, dude, I see that white star and it just, dude, it gives me hives, man. I mean, from, that's from all the, you know what, for 40 years of being a, a Washington fan. But I did. having said all that, I have been, especially the first two weeks of the season, and this is in all sincerity, Rich, you know me, I would not BS you about this. I've been happy for you. I mean, I really have. I mean, after you swept the New York teams and that defense looks amazing, Micah Parson just, I mean, good God. Uh, people want to say something about, you know, what, Joey Bo- Bosa, Bosa, however you say his name. Yeah, no, nah, he, he's yeah, not the guy. Dude, Micah Parson is the he's best the player in the in, – yep. and notice what I said. I didn't say defensive player. I think Micah Parson should be the MVP if he continues at the pace he's in right now. I think it comes down to him and Tua, I really do, for MVP of the whole league. Anyway, regardless, saying all that, I, I ended up – don't even <laughs> ask me why or how, but I ended up watching a lot of that Dallas game. Oof. On Sunday, but I kept – dude, did you not feel – and it, after seeing what Arizona did the first couple of weeks of the season, after seeing them uh, lead uh, Washington in the third quarter, I think even into the fourth quarter, and then Washington came back and won that, after the way they blew the game against the Giants, uh, I just – dude, I knew, I knew – Dallas is going to come back. They're going to kind of do what uh, uh, nah. Seattle did against Atlanta, the 18-17, to 17, or was it Seattle? Whoever it was, it came uh, – who was it? They, Green Bay. Green Bay uh, came back against uh, Atlanta and scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. Seriously, Rich, I mean, I just knew. I wasn't even nah. worried. I'm like, hey, Dallas is going to come back in. You know what? Rich will be complaining to me about, look, they, can't, they just barely beat, you know, a bad Arizona team. Dude. If anything was no, proven to me, well, let me say this, dude. If anything is proven about the NFL, and we've said this for what fifty years or for forty years, any given Sunday, I don't care who you are in the NFL, dude. I still believe Arizona is one of the three worst teams, four worst teams in the NFL. I truly, truly the worst believe team that. in the NFL. Uh, they could be. You're absolutely right. Yep. And yet they beat who I considered going into last week at least the best team in the NFL. Well, but go ahead, take it over. There, there's a couple things going on. One, we forget he's a professional. Yeah. So the, the margin of error between the really good ones and the really bad ones is not that much. That's number one. But as someone that watches this particular team, the Cowboys all the time, that's not who this team is. This is a front-runner team. When, when do you remember this particular group, let's call it a Dak Prescott group, playing like crap for three quarters and then coming back and winning a game. It doesn't happen. Well, see, this I don't watch him as closely runner. as you. See, I don't watch right. him as closely as you do, so I couldn't tell you that. And, and that's the difference. There's a lot of front-runner teams. The Eagles are a front-runner team. If they get out in front of you or stay even, they're in trouble. you got to get out in front of them, but they don't come. They don't play well from behind. You know, they just don't. It's what they – you know, certain teams are – you know, the Chiefs, they're not like that. They can win whenever they want, really. I mean, they went all kinds of ways because they got my home. 
I think the Dolphins are a front runner team. I haven't seen enough evidence to make that certified goal yet, but I think when they're out in front and they're doing what they do, life is great. But when adversity comes, I'm not sure. I know this particular group of Cowboys, they can't summon it and go get it and win a game they're not supposed to win. And ultimately, that's what separates the real contenders against the fake ones. Can you win those games that you're supposed to lose? And typically, this is what separates the quarterbacks in the NFL. When you go into that divisional playoff game in the second round and you're supposed to lose that game because your wide receiver's out or whatever, and you win because the quarterback did something great, that's that's the NFL. Uh, you have to win those games you're not supposed to win. And, and this Cowboys team, we did the same thing last year. Go back and look at the record uh, parallel with the Eagles. Well, all the Eagles did was win the games they were supposed to. We lost two games we were supposed to win and uh, were heavily favored. We lost two. That sent us back into the wild card, ended up having to play a road game in Tampa before we went home and lost. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, and, that, and that's what makes the difference. That's the difference in the year. Well, I'm telling you, dude, uh, again, I, I'll admit, I don't watch the, your Cowboys as closely as you do. I mean, that is your team. But I just, I, I just, but seeing what Arizona had done the first two weeks of the season, blowing leads and all that, I was like, you know, it's going to happen. And I kept waiting and I kept waiting and I kept waiting. Well, and then uh, it, it, it never, it never transpired. Well, to be clear now, one of the pro I knew we were going to have a problem. I texted you when I saw it. One of the things that Dan Quinn does, his whole defense is great and all, but it relies heavily on the outside corners taking away your best two guys by themselves. And we just lost arguably one of the two, three best cover corners in the league, probably at least number two. So now all of a sudden, you've got to move Gilmore, who is a great number two, but not a number one anymore. You got to bring another guy in. So now your number one receiver is going against our our number two corner, and your number two receiver is going against the number three corner. And you saw that play out. Look at the game that downtown Brown had. I mean, how many times on third down did he beat Deron Bland our third corner? You mean what you, you, you meant Hollywood? <laughs> Hollywood, what I call them, downtown. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. You got I was, me. That was, I was good, dude. I was listening to Jim Croce a while back, so it's stuck in my go. head. Of it. it makes sense now. But, uh, yeah, but continue. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was like, who the hell is downtown Brown? I remember downtown, <laughs> Ju- I remember downtown well, Julie downtown Brown. Downtown Freddie Brown. Okay. You know, downtown Freddie Brown, and it's, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, but, but anyway. you remember, you remember uh, downtown Julie Brown from MTV, though, right? Oh, I, are you kidding me? Heck yeah. <laughs> that, that is, look, that's in my wheelhouse. Are you kidding, kidding me? You know. Yeah, we, you know uh, what's so funny? It. We always talk about our, uh, uh, like John Dawson, he has his type. You know what I mean? It's the Tina Fey. Oh, I, damn slash, sure. I definitely do. Yeah, and you do, too. You've got the, what oh, is absolutely. it, the Latino, uh Kind of, it's 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 uh, let's call it olive skin, dark hair. And Gwen was that before she got gray. So, you oh know. my God, no, no, you didn't just say that, dude. Oh Come yeah, on. I, I called her out. Oh, yeah, it is what it is. We're old, man. We accept that. We're comfortable oh, with who God. we are. You get engaged, and now you're going to call out her gray hair here on the uh, a radio oh, for yeah. five thousand hey. listeners, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, dude. Somehow or other, that's going to get back to her. You know that, right? 
Uh, we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Woo. Okay. I don't even know where to go from there. Uh, just any, what else jumped out to you from Sunday's games? I mean, obviously, I, you know, before we uh, wrap up the Cowboys, what does this mean for the Cowboys? I mean, I still think, and I joke about the 15 and two, but dude, they're going to go 12 and five. It's going to be between the, they yeah, and Philly they for uh, the yeah. NFC East. They're, they're going to no, make the won't. playoffs. Philly's going to win it going away. Really? And we'll be two games back. Yeah, we'll make the playoffs okay. and do what we always do because we're not as good as – we can't focus like some of the other teams can that are that are elite teams in the league. Um, but we have a pretty tough stretch coming up. I, I think that you know, we got the Patriots, and I think we come back with the Eagles or somebody good. So it's a tough stretch coming up. We'll see what they do. This team is kind of a – you know, we'll win a couple and their successor go to the head and then they'll lose. Now, win a couple of successor go to the head, they'll lose. This is kind of what this team has done since Jerry took it over. Uh, I think the good teams reel off four, five, six wins in a row. So when you start looking at the midpoint of the season, who the best teams are, it'll be the teams that have whipped off at least a four-game winning streak. Because well, that's the NFL. That's the difference. I know you said the Dolphins are front runners, and I, I guess I agree to a degree with you there. But, dude, when Tua is healthy, and I know that's a big cap, all capital letters win and all capital letters if, dude, uh, we were talking about Michael Parson. I mean, he's definitely the defensive player of the year. He might be the overall player of the year. I, dude, I don't even think there's anybody close to Tua right now for offensive player of the year. What do you think? No, no, and I've said on this show that if you're teaching somebody just the aesthetic of Tua throwing the ball, it looks fantastic. Whatever you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I'm not saying he's the best passer or anything like that. I'm saying it, it's like shooting a jump shot. There's some guys that just look good doing it. That doesn't mean they're the best shooter ever. I mean, Curry's the best shooter ever. Oh, God, yeah. But but that's not how I would teach my son to shoot a ball because I think that's a one of one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. I would teach my I teach my son to shoot a ball by watching Clay Thompson or Ray Allen. But Curry's the better shooter. Same with Tua. Tua throwing the ball looks beautiful. Um, and then you you put what's out there, his weapons, holy smoke. <laughs> I, like I, said, I hope they don't find a tight end by accident. Because, <laughs> dude, right now, man, Raheem Mostert is amazing. Tyreek Hill is amazing. Well, Tyreek. Go ahead. It's Tyree. He's the he's the gravity changer in the in the in the mix. You know, he. How can this guy be running wide open like he does sometimes? I know. And I'm and and I'm also jealous because I think that coach they have might be you know that young offensive genius um, that that Jerry would never hire that guy. Yeah, but um, is he not a creepy-looking dude, though, man? I mean, there's just something about him, man, that makes me think, you know, don't go in his basement because there's probably body parts down there. And, uh, <laughs> dude, I'm not joking. Nah, he, he reminds me of the kid that, um, like myself, that was not quite cool enough, but then whatever. whatever reason, he was hanging out with some cool people, so he got to wear nice sunglasses because, <laughs> you know, that's what he does. Good Lord. I Rich, just think Rich, you've he, always I, been the cool kid, man. Don't don't say that. Oh, dude. God, no. Absolutely not. Um, no, I was a basketball nerd. See, I just think he's a smart guy as far as offense goes. I don't know his whole football resume with the defense and all that. But you look at some of the stuff he's doing, that like that moving in motion stuff that kind of resembles Canadian football. Well, he was doing that last year. Now you see everybody doing it. Yeah. 
So you know how it is, dude. Don't you remember the Wildcat? What was that? Seven or eight years ago? Oh, that, that was but it, but dude, I was about. It wasn't even a season, but th- there was a seven or eight week period there where everybody put a uh, put a Wildcat package in because <laughs> who was it that started? I couldn't even remember. Can't even remember who started that. Your memory is better than well. Mine. I don't. I don't remember exactly who started either. But really, it was Cam Newton that everybody ah, wanted to do. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, that was a, again, that's a one of one. Yeah, you know, I think we, I think we forget sometimes. It's just like they're trying to recreate the Manning cast with all in every sport. But the problem you got is Peyton's a one of one. Uh, he makes that thing go. Yeah, um, and so well, and even you can't Eli, duplicate Eli's that. Funny too, though, you know. Eli's funny, but it's it's like me and you right now. It's the show is because it's you. Oh God, I'm just filling in the gaps. And it's the same with Eli. Eli, put Eli out there by himself, and he's a dud. But Peyton, you could put Peyton on Saturday Night Live or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, the YMCA uh, bit is arguably one of the funniest that's ever been produced. Where he's by spiking the little kids with the ball? Yeah. And then oh the my God, one of them's getting a tattoo you know, of Peyton. He's like, uh, this is forever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, that's something we should do in the dead time is best sports skits on any of these shows, Saturday Night Live or Living Color or whatever. Because the Tom Brady one with sexual harassment has got to be on that list. <laughs> Yeah, when it's got a guy, you got Tom Brady, then you got a guy that looks like me, and they're saying the exact same thing. And <laughs> the guy that looks like me is getting uh, charged with sexual harassment. And exactly, exactly. Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, Carolina Coast Online.com, joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. Okay, that's, en- that's enough NFL talk. We got to get to the NBA, but I do yep. need to get, dude. How big was that win for ECU football on Saturday? And I know it was against an FCS team, and I know the whatever, blah, blah, blah. But still, 44 to nothing, first shutout since 2000 for uh, the Pirates. Exactly what the doctor ordered uh, this past Saturday night, wasn't it? Well, absolutely. I don't know how good on the web is, so let's mitigate some of this lovely talk. Um, but I told you before, the one thing that I can say that Houston's done is made the defense better. Yeah. They're more stout. Um, the rest of it, and I don't know yet. You know, I'm the jury's still out. Show me you can do that against a, a, a power, not a power five, but the other one. Or even an AAC team. team. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, right. <laughs> I got to tell you, it was a little bit surprised as they go to Rice this weekend, and uh, Vegas has them as two and a half to three point underdogs going into that. And, I, I can see that. Yeah, I guess I can, but dude, I really well, think I really think I got to say this. I've said this even when they're starting zero and three. I said it last week. I, I've been trying to tell people, Rich. I think I said it when you were on here last week, and I know I said it to other guests that were on here. Quit freaking out, Pirates fans! You just played the three best teams on your schedule outside of SMU. You just played the three best teams on your schedule. I still. And I said this when they were 0-3, Richard Clark, so I don't want anybody saying, oh, they win a game and Hanks is, you know, on the bandwagon. No, I said this when they were 0-3. They're still going to go 7-5. and I think they probably dropped the SMU game, although I think there's a chance. I see a road to them winning that. And they're going to be 7-5 and and in a bowl game, and we're going to look back and say, hey, Marshall. Look what Marshall did up in Blacksburg, dude. They beat Virginia Tech and Blacksburg this past week Appalachian should if they oh my god did you see the I gotta ask you this man did you see the end of the Appalachian game Saturday 
No, I did not. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, dude. It was a, the stupidest coaching call I have ever seen, I think. Or if it's not ever, it's definitely in the top five of all time, Richard. Appalachian, they're down by whatever it is, by two points. Uh, they're driving down the field. They get it down to like the 12-yard line with 30 seconds left in the game. All they got to do is just line up for where they're going to kick the uh, field goal from. No, the stupid coach or offense coordinator, whoever it is, says, oh, let's run a passing play. I'm going to let you guess what happened next. Oh, got intercepted. Got intercepted. The drive is over. Well, it can't be worse than San Diego's coach. I've heard. What was, now, I didn't see that. What happened with that? Set that up for me. He, he went for it on like the 20, his 20, and – you know, oh, with yeah, it and, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and all they had to do was kick a field goal to win. So that was pretty stupid, dude. Um, I'll go back to well, say I saying, don't think I'm you're. I'm just saying this kicker had already hit a couple of field goals. It was a, right. What are you thinking? Throwing a pass, right. man. I mean, an app. I mean, Appalachian State. If I were a Mountaineer fan, I would be tore up right now because you had a chance to win on the road at Wyoming, and you blew it, dude. Right. That was that's pretty bad call. Well, there you go. Okay, uh, that's. Uh, I disagree with your assessment on the schedule. Okay, Tulsa's a good team and Navy's a good team. Uh, we haven't beat Rice at Rice. Go look at the history. Okay, we'd never beat them down there. Oh wow. Um, yeah, go go look at it. That's why I don't think that's accurate. I, I don't know whether we can muster enough offense to beat Tulane. Um, they're pretty good you know, for this particular set of group teams. So you're looking at possibly, you know, on the bad side, four more losses. Wow. So that, that's tough. I mean, those are 50-50 games. Rice, SMU, Tulane, Navy, and Tulsa. I mean, which one of those are we going to be favored in? Uh, I don't know, dude. I just I have fa- – I no, no, no. You're right. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I just – I guess just everybody freaking out at, you know, at Dowdy Ficklin. Uh, we were, actually went to the game on Saturday and well, just talking to Pirates fans. And there's really, I, again, they're going to go seven and five this year, dude. Write it down. And when they do, you're going to have all the Pirates fans back on the bandwagon. And, you know, ENC is going to be okay. Back. No, that's not going to happen. See, okay. this is because you, have, you <laughs> haven't been here long enough. Okay. See, so you, you're, you're the politician coming in telling us what we need to do. And you just move here. Okay. No, nah, man. This is what ECU does. It's the same as go back and look at, and again, it's a new regime, but this is why the fans are the way they are. I will defend them now because this is why they are what they are. ECU can, they never can quite get over the hump. It's never happened. Okay. I mean, it, what's the best records in school history? 10 and 1, Beach Bowl 92. After that, what? I think they lost two games one year prior to that. I mean, after that, so they just, they struggle with some of this stuff. And the Rice trip, we never win in New Orleans. Where's that game at? Tulane and EC, where's that game? I am. Because we don't win no, It's there. at home. It's at home. On okay, November good. 4th, yeah. We got a shot at that. Navy's tough on us. I mean, <clears throat> now, two years ago, and they're a little bit different now because they run a little bit different offense. But two years ago, they ran from here to New Bern and back on us, you know, with that wishbone offense. So. Um, I understand the the Pirate Nation's skepticism, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. And maybe that's a downer. But, well, we've done it to ourselves know. again. We're supposed to be starting NBA uh, over-unders. Or, uh, I'm not over-unders. No, we don't do that. <laughs> we are ceiling floor. Ceiling floor here. 
And uh, but we had a lot to talk about. We're, I tell you, we're just gonna have to start earlier. I'm gonna have to call and, you. And I, I, I hope you're right. Let's be yeah. clear on this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you're right about ECU. I hope they go seven five. Um, and I'm just a little bit leery. Well, let's uh, let's jump over to your favorite passion, and I know the Dallas Cowboys are a passion, but man, you are our NBA guy, and there's there's got to be. I, I we're doing this on the phone, so I can't see you, but I'm assuming there's got to be a gleam in your eye right now, right? Well, let's be clear. <laughs> at at seven twenty six on Sunday night, NBA season started. <laughs> there you go, dude. It's only two and one, man. You guys are going to be all right. I still say, what do you think? I think twelve and five is legit for you guys, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you just came to this party. <laughs> there you go. Okay, let's uh, look at the NBA. Uh, pro, uh, preseason begins when? I mean, that's within or have some teams already started? Uh, well, camp starts the fourteenth or fifteenth. Of October. So we're still a couple of weeks from camp beginning, but uh, that's what we're trying to jump ahead of. We didn't do it during football, so we're hoping to do it here in basketball. So if even we just get the NBA Atlantic out of the way today, I think that's going to be – October 5th is the first preseason game. (laughs) Okay, very, very good. Uh, Let's uh, let's look at the NBA Atlantic uh, last season. Uh, the Boston Celtics finished first. They had 50, a 57 and 25 record. Philadelphia was three games back at 54 and 28. The Knicks, uh, 10 games back at 47 and 35. The Brooklyn Nets even had, uh, were above, uh, 500 at 45 and 37. And the entire division, the entire Atlantic division finished uh, 500 or better as even the Raptors were 41 and 41. Uh, the, let me give you the, uh, over under, for what Vegas has, and this is from VegasInsider.com, where they put together a conglomerate of about eight or nine different books, and then they make their prediction. Uh, but the NBA Atlantic has Boston at 54 and a half wins this year, Philly at 48 and a half, the Knicks at 44 and a half, the Nets at uh, 37 and a half, and the Raptors at 36 and a half. So we will start. Wow, that's interesting. Yep. That is, uh, as uh, I mean, I, I pulled it this morning in my pregame uh, or pregame, my pre show prep. Uh, that's well, what's what interesting right is that now. they all went down from their totals last year. Dude, I so where, uh, yeah. Yeah. So where are they expecting the other teams to lose? Where are they expecting those losses to come from? Is my question on that. Because by and large, the East appears on paper to be a tight, slightly weaker than it was last year, but we'll see. I mean, you know. Well, maybe it could be that, like in the Southeast, I mean, Miami, I hadn't looked up their numbers. All I did was look up the Atlantic and the Central because I foolishly thought, you know what? We're going to knock out the Atlantic and the Central today, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that is a that – That's is my a, bad. No, 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 it's not. No, that is a – it's my fault, dude. I mean, it really is. I, I drive Brian off course to all the listeners. So. <laughs> it's, it's all good, man. I love it. So, let's, uh, let's start with the Boston Celtics. I mean, a team that uh, – uh, I got to tell you, even with a 57 win season last year, just broke my heart, man. I mean, you talk about, I mean, in my lifetime, okay. And I'm talking since I really started following basketball, uh, you know, I guess I would say my first real NBA season was probably 84, you know, I, mm-hmm. cause I really, I'd like to take credit and say, Oh, I was a big fan in 81, dude. I really wasn't, man. It wasn't until I hit right. that I, till I hit high school. I mean, now I was an ACC basketball fan, but I really didn't follow the NBA until, uh, until Samson got in the NBA. So that would have been, uh, 84. 
And then I, I fell in love with the Celtics. I mean, dude, how could how could you not be a rural white kid from Wilkes County, North Carolina, and not love Larry Bird, man? Because that's mm-hmm. well, I'm being serious. I mean, I you know, I, it is what it is. I mean, I just let, let me say this. Go ahead. Larry's undervalued now. Oh gosh, yeah. People don't give him the credit. I see him all the time on the internet, and then people are uh, you know dissing Larry Bird. But I'm telling you right now, they forgot. Oh, I know. Because I haven't, and I hated Larry Bird. <laughs> Who were you? You were a Dr. J guy, right? Yeah, I was a Dr. J, and then into Mike. You know, that's kind of the, the progress. Because I, I was watching NBA at 11.30. I'm the only child, man. So you know, I was watching NBA at 11.30, the reruns on Friday night, you know, after I got back from the park when I was, you know, young, young. So um, I've been following for a while. I just kind of fell into it. Dr. J was my guy. He was the one when I had a red, white, and blue ball first, you know, that whole thing. So, Well, I and again, I, I didn't like Dr. J just because of, uh, you know, the Philly connection there. And, you know, and then as I got a little bit older, I, did, I didn't watch the fight. You don't remember I, Fish to Say Pittsburgh? <laughs> I, I do not. I know what no. it is, but I never yeah, saw buddy. it. I never saw yeah. it. Is it one of those Basketball things? Basketball movies do, are bad do I need by to put it on, anyway. Oh, do I need to put it on my rewatchable list? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Why has Bill never done that movie? Because it's terrible. Oh, is it? Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's it is what it is. It's a '70s semi comedy with Dr. J in it. So you know, well, kind of is what it is. Well, I uh, I think just but for... it's got you in it. Set shot Buford. Look that up. Set shot Buford. I haven't even heard of That's that. That's his name. That was me, that's for sure. But uh, the Boston Celtics, uh, again, with uh, the run that Miami made to the NBA Finals last year, uh, Boston was sort of in that wake. But And even with them in their series, uh, they fall the, what, the first three games of the series, they battle back, make it game seven. You knew it was going to be the first time in NBA history a team was going to rally from a 3 nothing deficit, and they don't do it, man. And uh, Right. I do like that uh, Porzingis is part of the team now. I think that's going to be exciting for the Celtics. And it's going to give them something that I, that I really think is valuable. Where do you see the Celtics this year, dude? I got. To, I think the Celtics are probably a, uh, the ceiling is probably sixty five wins. Okay. This is the, this is one of the two three best teams in the East without question. And I think maybe they upgraded a little bit with the coaching staff. Um, you know, their coach last year took a lot of heat. Yeah. Um, but so it really I think wasn't he'll be a lot of his fault, though. Do you think? I mean, he was put in that position there at the bad last Bad situation. Yeah. yeah, bad situation. Bad management of your resources, letting those assistants walk like that and not replacing them with, with seasoned uh, assistants. So I think they'll be a little bit better on the bench, which will buy them a game or two. And I think you're kind of counting on Tatum to make the next step because he's right there. Yeah, He's right there in the top. I don't know, five, six in the league. And if he goes to three or four, you're looking at a 60-win team. I so. love it. Well, let me ask you, so what is the uh, the ceiling, as we like to do here? It's, and wh- I want people to know, I had never heard anybody else do what you, what Richard Clark and I do, ceiling floor. I've heard, you know, uh, whatever, but no one has called it ceiling floor. So what is the ceiling right. for uh, the Boston Celtics this year? The the ceiling is fifty five. Okay. The floor is probably forty five. Okay. Because I think even if they lose, as long as they don't lose Tatum, I think they're in pretty good shape. 
they need Jalen Brown, but you know he, they can probably patchwork some stuff if he's not gone for the entire season. Yeah. Well, d- didn't he? Uh, and again, this is where I lean on you. He just signed. There you go. That's why uh, I mean, for a lot of money, right? Right. Oh yeah, big money. At the time, a record won't be a record by the time they get to the next one. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's it. Ceiling floor fifty five. Uh, the floor is 45. 45. Uh, how about the Philadelphia 76ers who uh, Vegas has him winning 48.5? I was a little surprised by that, especially a team that won 54 last year, Rich. Well, I think that's because there's an unknown on their roster. You don't know what Harden's going to do at this point. Is he going to play? Is he going to play for real? Is he going to come out there and throw the ball at your feet because he don't want to be there? <laughs> uh, you just don't know. Is he going to be um, 30 pounds they- overweight? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get with this guy. So I think that they were probably hedging their bets a little bit. Yeah. Um, this team is, as long as Embiid's there, they're going, they're going to be in the hunt no matter what. It just is what it is. Um, so I'm going to say 50 wins is their ceiling. Okay. Uh, but they, they could this could go sideways if some of the stuff that we read about um, – comes to fruition with Harden and him won't now and them not getting anything back for him and all that stuff. So I'm going to say their floor is 42 wins. Okay. Well, there you go. And on top of everything, dude, when are people going to learn? I mean, I'd like to think smart fans like oh, definitely you and even peripherally me that when are they going to re- – James Harden is just – what has he done? What has he ever won? I mean – I don't know, man. I just don't see him being this rock star, superstar everybody thinks he is. Well, he's, he's not, and and that's the problem here is that he he's kind of the poster child for the bad part of the NBA. You know what I mean? Where what people people that don't want to like the NBA, this is he's what they think the NBA is. You know, over uh, over coddled superstar divas that want to do whatever they want to do. You know what I mean? I do. The flip side is Giannis. Oh, so, it was just – and uh, even your boy over in Denver, too. Uh, uh, yeah, Jovic. Yeah, Jovic. I mean, <laughs> I love that story. And we got to get these last three teams in here in the NBA Atlantic. But I did like that story that uh, Bill Simmons – and his, folks, if you don't know, Richard Clark and I are the two biggest Bill Simmons fans probably in <laughs> North Carolina. Would you not agree with that? It's got to be close. <laughs> I, I listen to every minute of content he puts out pretty much. But anyway, I like what they and said. Mine goes to his book. Mine goes to his oh, book. Gosh, That's yeah. why I'm his biggest fan. I wish he would. I wish he would. No, 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 no. I wish he would update it. But just going back to the Jokic thing, just talking about how the season is. Uh, he doesn't even want to be a star. The season's over. He goes back home. He farms. He does whatever. And then he comes back when the season's ready to begin. That I like those kind of players. Anyway, New York. Okay, so uh, your ceiling floor for the uh, for uh, the 76ers, 50 is a ceiling, 42 for the floor. How about the New York Knicks, man? I mean, who were a pretty good story last year. I think that's that's what they were as a story last year. Uh, okay. I mean, this team, this team hasn't done much to get better. Um, and I thought they were a little over their head last year. So I'm going to say this team drops to 45 wins as their ceiling and 35. If something goes sideways, yes. well, they're really going, they're really, they got to do something with Julius Randle. I don't know what that is. Cause who, who wants it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, you got to get him out of there if you want that team to succeed. He just 
he's too good to let go for free, but he's not good enough to win with, if that makes sense. It does make sense, yes. Um, so uh, they're kind of in a, in a tough spot. Well, we'll blow through these last two here, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, who – I mean, people are going to forget what at the beginning of last year they had uh, Kevin Durant and uh, and Kyrie Irving, and I mean uh, they were uh, preseason favorite to uh, not I wouldn't say the favorite, but they were among the favorites to win the NBA title last year, and then it just all just fell apart. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> it did, it did. The Brooklyn Nets, That's who, a funny way of saying it, but yes. So, to Brooklyn Nets, uh, they're over or they're uh, thirty-seven and a half is what Vegas Vegas says is going to be their number. What what what's their ceiling floor to you, dude? I'm going to say their their ceiling is forty-four. Okay, um, because I like some of the stuff, and we kind of forget they have a wild card in there that you don't know what you're going to get. So if that wild card comes back to 80% of what it used to be. Okay, and who is that um, for, this, for folks who don't know who you're talking about? The wild card, Ben Simmons. Yeah. Okay. The guy taken ahead of Brandon in the draft. By the way, did you know my Murray, Jamal Murray was the 11th pick in that draft? God, that's crazy. I was looking at that page. Gwen had found that page on her phone that we did for that uh, when Brandon got drafted. It's actually Gwen's favorite page that I've ever done. Um and I was looking at this, the rail on the side, and Jamal Murray was like the seventh or the eleventh pick. I can't remember it which one crazy. it was. Maybe seventh. But back to that page, just for a second, we've got to say this, uh, dude. That's what you get when you put together a talented team. You as a designer, Zach Fraley as a photographer, Junius Smith the third writing the stories. Did we? And we won an award for that. Remember, we won a North Carolina Press Association. Oh, award did we? For that. Yeah, yes. I did. I know that. Yeah, dude, I know you had to know, man. I don't no, no, really no, you know remember. what? No, you know what? It wasn't for the. I, let me take that back. We did a special section. We won for the special okay. section. We didn't win for uh, that page, but we won for the special section. That's what it was. But uh, okay. anyway, hey, dude, we've got to wrap this. Uh, floor, you got okay. forty-four for the ceiling for the Nets. What's your floor for Brooklyn? The uh, thirty-four because they're they they could this could really go sideways for them. Well, like I said, uh, Vegas isn't far behind you on their over unders. They got it at 37 and a half and then real quick, Toronto, which if uh other than Fred Van Fleet, he does still play for Toronto, right? No, he's in Houston. <laughs> oh dear god. See, that's what I'm saying. I cannot name right now and I'm not going to cheat. I've got my computer in front of me. Dude, I couldn't name I can't name a player that plays for Toronto, man. Get um it. they're they're really good. They got Siakam. <laughs> And some of those guys, yep, yep, they're, yep, yep, yep. yeah, they're in good shape. The, the the wild card with them is, I heard, and you know how these rumors are, but I heard that Damian Lillard, that might be a destination for him. So wow. if that happens, that's going to change this entire thing. So right now, I'm going to say their 40 wins is their, their ceiling, and 28 is their floor. But, you know, because they lost Nick Nurse, their coach. He went to Milwaukee. And I think he's a pretty good coach. Um, so uh, we'll see what happens with him. I think they're going to probably the bottom's going to fall out unless they get Lillard. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, that is 
ceiling floor week one edition, the twelve minute edition with Richard Clark. <laughs> I say this every time we do it with the NFL, we do it with the NBA. I promise you, we are going to start. What well, my goal next week? I don't give a crap what we're talking about. At forty minutes into the hour, we're going to start on the NBA Central. Okay, <laughs> I don't care what we're doing. If you're in the middle of a damn sentence, Rich, I'm going to be like, stop, stop. It's NBA uh, ceiling floor time. How about that? That that'll work. Let's do it. <laughs> and I apologize to all you listeners because I'm the one that drives you off course. No, man. I, I wish I could have you in here five days a week, man. I've told you that many times. <laughs> we could carry it with the way we go. Hey, thank you so much, Rich. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Thanks for having me. There you go. That's Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, Carolina Coast com. Coming up, it's the Parrot Academy hour of the Brian Hanks show here today, as we're gonna have my boy, Lee Avery, coming. I don't know if he's my boy. He's my dude. Uh, Lee Avery coming in. We're going to have Matt Beeman. We're going to call him about 10 minutes into it here on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.